Yo, what's up? This is Chaos 13. This is Chaos Therapy. Sorry, obviously, I'm late. Drew, let me close my window because I got it open. Um, I'm gonna do a quick one. I don't know, it might be quick, but I just had something on my mind. Uh, nothing really too serious, but I think it's so. Monday, my cousin's cousin's passed away. Um, 26 years old, it's actually pretty tragic. And there was a memorial for like a they let off balloons at a park in my hometown. And I was there and I seen everybody grieve and I seen everybody mourn. And the one thing that kind of stuck out was my uncle James, who's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Uncle James. If you see this, if you hear this, listen to this. And after, like, the ceremonies, everybody said their speeches and everything, he kind of took control. He was like, hey, I want to thank everybody for coming out, for the calls, text. Like, he quarterbacked the whole situation. And I'm watching him, listening to him, just how calm he is and how a calm and present is, even though, like, my, my, I guess I'll say my cousin, uh, the family friend, cousins, her mom was distraught, my auntie, um, who my uncle's wife is, was sad, my uh, auntie's mom, Mama June, everybody was sad and kind of uh, emotional, which is rightly so, everybody was. was you, a, a loss of life is always a a sad thing, uh, especially when the life is so young. So, and I was just watching my uncle just kind of say, thank you everybody for coming and leading the way and everything. And then I thought, like, I immediately, like, yo, he's in the granddad position. And when I say the granddad position, I mean this. Let me give you a slight backstory. So my grandfather, Baxter Hill Jr., was the patriarch of our family. Granddad. What granddad said went. Especially as his grandchild. There was no no. There was no. It was literally, I say jump. You say how high. He said jump. We say how high. That's it. So it's. And it got me thinking about, like, what the patriarch of a family looks like. And obviously, or patriarch or matriarch, doesn't matter. But definitely, this, and that's when we're going to talk about patriarch first. Uh, because the patriarch of my family growing up was my grandfather. Was granddad. If anything he needed, we did. If he said no, we didn't do it. We didn't go on and ask. If he said yes, cool. And as a, and I think that's part of stages as a man that not every man is built for or has to take charge of, but it, it happens essentially, especially if you're in a family unit to where there's multi-generations that are still connected. And it, and I think that very few men like grow up to want to be that, I especially think now because. And I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm describing a tree as a tree. That's it. I'm not giving an opinion on it yet. I'm saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying that this is what happens. And I think when you have a family, especially if you have like a kid or more than one kid and that kid, like people, they reproduce. There's usually a matriarch or a patriarch of the family. And in my family, in two... Out of the four families, no, two out of the three families, because my mom and mom are sisters. Yeah, the, the 
there's a there's a matriarch and a patriarch. And usually if there's a, like like there was both. I was lucky enough to have both on my dad's side from Mississippi. There was Bobby Jr. and Ma. And on my dad's side, Terrell's, there was Mose and Millie. And they worked well together. And so, in this other one, I think the patriarch was granddad because uh, my, uh, my birth grandmother passed away. Now, we all, I love my, to, to pieces, my grandmother, my mama. I love her. That's the only grandmother I've known from that side of the family. I was not fortunate enough to be alive, to be, yeah, for, uh, my, my, not original, but my birth grandmother passed away before I was born. And I think granddad was just the patriarch. And a patriarch of a family is not just the, like, he sets the culture and the, they, the patriarch major sets the tone in the culture for the family. And I have a lot of uncles that married in the family because most of the people in my family that I'm blood related to, even married related to, were women. Uh, my aunt Angie, my aunt Sherry, rest in peace. My Kim, rest in peace. Um, my Aunt Trina, my Aunt Tubi, my Uncle Keith, and then my Poochie. Obviously, my mom and my mom. So, yeah, so, sorry, my friend called, so I got cut off. Um, yeah, so just like the growing up, like I had all my aunts and uncles and everything, we all answered to my grandfather. And it was, anytime there was a big celebration, everything. Like, you wanted Granddad to be there. And you sought his counsel. And you wanted his respect. And I think when my grandfather passed away, we lost more than just our grandfather. We lost the, the, the head of our family. And thinking back, it just it was such a pivotal pivotal moment in my life because he got to see all of my like all of the grad all of my cousins graduate except for me. All the except for not me, my cousin Teresa, like all the eighties babies, like he he got to see them except for me, Cedric and Teresa, because Brian was born in ninety. But most of his, yeah, most of the original boys, like, he, yeah. And when your family misses that, like, you, he sets the culture. You don't, you do things and you don't, and you don't do things because you don't want to piss off granddad. Or you don't want to disappoint granddad. You don't want to upset granddad. And it was, it's weird thinking back now to like how that affected us all. It affected me a lot because I'd grown up with them. 
I'd always lived in Columbus. Like me, Reggie, DJ, and I all lived in Columbus. Marcus, I mean, growing up, especially I'm in Marcus, Nate, Antoine, Teresa, for the most part, lived in Cleveland. Not Cleveland, lived in, lived in Kent. So they would come down and see him on like special occasions and stuff. But for me, I had essentially everyday access to my grandfather. Especially after like 95, 96. Because that's when they moved to Pickerton. And then in 02, we moved a mile away from... We moved to a new house. But it was like literally a, maybe a half a mile from my grandmother's house. My grandfather... Grandfather and grandmother's house. And I remember just skateboarding to the house, get water, something, say hi, see him. And you just kind of think, like, no, his granddad's going to live forever. But he didn't. And we had known he'd been sick. And just because I was 17 when he passed, like, no one's really filling me in on what's going on until I need to know because I'm a child. There's enough people. There were there were enough chefs in the kitchen in that situation to where we didn't have to really be concerned with it. Um, when he passed, let's see, I was seventeen. Antoine's eight years older than me, so he was twenty five. Marcus was twenty four. No, twenty three. Twenty three. Because yeah, he, Antoine was uh, my granddad. Saw, granddad saw Marcus get married, and then he got really sick really fast. Like, yeah, Mark got married in 04. And then Granddad died a couple months later. But just seeing, like, most of the old, not adages, but, like, the way, the things that we learn about life and the mantras that we were taught were by him, either directly from him or indirectly because our moms would say something that he would say growing up. And being a patriarch of a family, like I said, like I know a bunch of kid people, dudes who want to be dads. Like, oh, this whole being a dad thing is great. But it it it's different when you are the patriarch of a family, especially if a lot of kids. And I think that's why they tell you, like, people get on you from having multiple kids but multiple women, especially unless you have, like, a fucking sister-wife situation going on. But, like, you can't in, not in trust. But, yeah, it's hard to entrust, but it's hard to implement the culture that you want to set up for your family when you don't have your kids all the time. It's hard to instill those lessons and those thought process processes when you don't have access to your kids all the time. You can they have to see it. Like my mom and dad, like they all had their issues with granddad. But he was there. <clears throat> and as a grandfather, he was A1 because he loved us. And I think that's when he became the patriarch of the family in a sense of there was no one else above. And I, I, used to, when his, I think when when his father, when my great-grandfather passed away, 
<clears throat> I think granddad became the, and I mean, great grandma, my great grandmother was, was still alive. Um, when I, till I was 11, but she invalid, very, I didn't, I saw her as a great grandmother, not as like, I, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with her because you're a kid. You want to go play with your cousins. And so I know my mom saw her as the grandmother that they grew up with and her wisdom and everything and having my grandfather answer to her. But granddad, I think, is one that had the most kids. So he was always a patriarch. When we would go to Cleveland for Thanksgiving, it would literally be, hey, like they would look to his lead, even though he was one of the youngest. And, um... It was, it, it's, it was different. Like when you think about the dynamic, it, like I said, patriarchal, but I don't think it's like misogynist or, or sexist in that way. Cause it could have been matriarchal. It could have been, it just happened to be patriarchal. Like that's the head of the family. And I think when we lost that, especially in a family full of women, and there are so like no one has their family name anymore, except my mom, but she's a, a I don't mean to laugh at that, but like but she's a lesbian, but like she's so it's just like my our matriarch is our grandmother, so it automatically went to her. But it's it's different in the sense of I don't think it's different, like in a bad way, but my mom's blood, my mom and my mom, my mother's and and aunt, technically aunts, parents have all passed on. And so the matriarch role is someone that they have connection to through marriage. And it I'm still there's no love loss, like not love loss, like there's no there's a still an, an immense amount of love there. My yeah, like especially through the years, like it's been I want to say more than forty years since my grandmother passed, and I think through us being a grandchildren and all of us all like can't come eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven. A lot of that the old family beefs in a sense had to drop because now they're all all my mom's stepsisters are all mothers. And it helped by the glue by my granddad being like, look, y'all family, deal with it (laughs) in so many words. And so it's when you think about a the patriarch or the matriarch of the family, like we're going to set the culture. Like, in my family, it's everybody eats. You don't turn your back on your friends. You don't turn your back on your family. You keep to your word. You don't hurt innocent people. You know? You you don't go bullying. Like, there's just certain things that you do. Like, you, you stand your ground. You stand up and defend your family when you need to. And always be respectful. 
And there's other things, just how granddad was just, he was a calm. He was a reassurance. He was a pillar. And I think nine times in our families, we're missing that pillar, that particular pillar. Because my great, not great, my grandma, mama has done a great job. Like I said, that's the only grandmother I've known from that side of the family. And I'm speaking more on this because I grew up around. I can't really speak to my cousin in Mississippi and how they felt about uh, the other granddad. I had two granddads, uh, Bobby Jr., who immense love and respect for just because of, and I didn't spend too much time because I'd only go to Mississippi certain times, but I know he loved his grandchildren. I know he loved my dad and by the way, he loved me and Bria. My sister. And. He never made me feel like an outsider. I think they knew what was going on. And so. I, I always I always felt a, a love and adoration for him. Um, just thinking back at it. When he when he passed, it was it was it was sad. You know, it, it was my junior. I, yeah, I lost. My junior, and I actually miss homecoming. But I wasn't mad at it. I mean, I was sad that, I mean, and I was more sad for my dad and my cousin to lost someone who they knew, especially my cousin in Mississippi, who they saw every day. And Ma was a more active one because Bob was in a wheelchair. But I can, I know he went through some things. Black man in Mississippi. So, and with my family in Cleveland on my dad's side, my greatest connection was with my great-grandmother. I love my grandpa most. Not at always. <clears throat> but the, the head out for to us was my grandmother, who the matriarch was. And so, like, you think about what becoming a patriarch and matriarch entails. <coughs> Sorry, that's not my belt. And it's a different set of responsibilities because, like I say, like you're not just responsible for your immediate family. You're responsible for setting and making sure, setting a culture and continuing that culture throughout the family for generations. And if you're a good, good enough matriarch and patriarch, Those lessons and those adages will go through, will pass through from generation to generation to where you don't even remember where it starts. It almost like it restarts. Because I'm pretty sure. Hold up. Sorry. Need to kick out. But I'm pretty sure. The lessons that my grandfather taught us and taught my moms and aunts, he learned from his father and his grandfather. So it's something that I think when you become a dad, especially if you're going to have multiple children, like 
do you want to not like I said, it's not just becoming head of household because if you're head of household, cool. But when you become the patriarch of the family, you're the CEO of the family. <clears throat> and you have to make sure you're doing things and instilling things on a consistent basis that will see your family grow. You don't want your family to not just, I mean, if accidents happen, so if, they, if people die out, it dies, that's tragic. <clears throat> but like, you don't want what you're creating, what you're curating to be destroyed in a generation or two. You want to be able to have that mark that you left, just that indelible mark on your, that you leave on your family to be a positive one. You don't want to be Ivan the Terrible. Like a patri- There's a difference between a patriarchal system and a patriarch. And a matriarchal system and a matriarch in a family. Everybody has that towards, like, has, hopefully you have one. Because that really can help ground you and keep you, like, there's certain things I don't say and do and won't try to put out there. And I'm a wild dude. Because I don't want to disappoint the matriarch of my family. Which right now is my grandmother. Both of them. And I think having that, it keeps you from doing certain, like, it keeps you from going off the deep end. And hard tangerine lemonade. I think, like, with me, I've always been the type of person to run away. I ran away from home when I was a kid. Stupid. Or just now when I'm an adult, just go off and then just do stuff. Like, I would hit the road and be out. Like, I plan on moving to fucking Portland, Oregon. And I'm not running away from my family. Like, I'm not beefing any of my family. Like, I have no issues with anyone in my family. Because at the end of the day, especially in my direct bloodline. Like, we're blood-related. I'm definitely not. Even if we... I'm trying to squash this shit. But I think about the reason why I feel comfortable doing that is because... The lessons that I learned from my dad, from my mom, slash grand, and my mom, and that was passed down through my grandfather. And I think if you're surrounded, if you have a good patriarch or matriarch in your family, you you also see the good in becoming one. Becoming a good matriarch or patriarch of the family. And I think one of the things that I failed in with having multiple children by multiple fucking women, like a fucking idiot, was that it was like my dad, for all intents and purposes, of our direct family is a patriarch. But <clears throat> the only other, the only, the only person he's being patriarchal over would be my kids because Bria doesn't have any. So it's, it's different. Like, if I had all my kids with me, if I did it, and I'm not saying having multiple women like, is a wrong way or right way, but in for what we're trying to build, a way that was more conducive to having, to my dad being the official patriarch in a sense to where we, like, hey, what's grandpa say? Let's check grandpa. Let's ask your grandpa. 
stuff like that. Like, and my mom would bring up my granddad when he was alive, like, to prove a point. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, my dad's, the matriarch of my dad's um, in Mississippi, Rick, was his great-grandmother who raised him. And a lot of the lessons that he learned, he instilled as best he could to my sister and I. Excuse me. And I think... It's important that we learn those lessons from him in the way that he learned them. That my, he would always say, like, my grandmother said this, my great-grandmother said this. Like, that was... And that created who he was, be it work ethic. And one, I remember you tell us, like, his great-grandmother picked 300 pounds because they're sharecroppers, picked 300 pounds of cotton a day. Even into her 70s. Bro. 300 pounds of anything is a lot. 300 pounds of cotton. And he's like, she would be mad if someone picked more than her. And so it's just that determination and understanding. I think... I think it was different back then, too, more than now. Because, like, you have to stick together as a family. Everybody in in and my my dad's like the plot of land in the family was all one big I think country cul-de-sac. Everybody lived within. Everybody could see each other's houses, so it really was a village. <clears throat> and if someone lived off that land, like whoa, that's ooh, that's rough, bro. You live out the way. But. Being a patriarch of a family, from what I've seen, just like you literally take on the problems. It is your job to worry, to be the fixer. You're the godfather, essentially. Or godmother. And I, th- I think it's like when you become a parent, you have to think, like, do I want to, am I just having this one kid? Do I want to, like, there's so much more to it. Do I want to be the patriarch of the family? Because once you do, eventually you will. Because you even if you have one kid, that kid can go off and have five kids. So now, like, you really are the patriarch of that family. And then even with that, the your kid that has five kids... If they go off and have five kids, like, that's a lot of fucking kids. I think in total, my grandfather has... Hold on, let's break this down. Antoine, Marcus, Nate, DJ, Reggie, me, Teresa, Cedric, Brian, Brooke, Brianna, Pooter, Autumn, Chris, Layton. Hold on, let's do this again. Because I think I, I think I counted twenty. <laughs> so, because it was nineteen. Ooh, I forgot. Ooh, I forgot a couple. Um, that's why. So, Antoine, Marcus, Nate, um, Reg, DJ, Reggie, me, Teresa, Cedric, Brian, Bria, 
Sorry, Bree. That's 10 right there. It's all up to 90, from 79 to 80 to 93 right there. <laughs> then we got Brooke, Brianna, Autumn, Pooter, Lathan, or Layton, and Chris. It's 21. It's 21 grandkids. And we all have, we all have parts of granddad in us. Some literally because we have his DNA, but other parts just because of who he was. And even though we had daughters, like their husbands had to respect their grandfather. Granddad was heavy in the city. Cleveland and Columbus, probably Cincinnati. But you have that patriarchal figure, like I said, to set the culture. Even when my cousins and I fought each other, we knew like, yo, if this gets back to granddad, it's going to be trouble. So we need to clean this up. When you have, I think when you have a patriarch, especially a good one, a lot of those little squabbles, like a lot of those issues become that don't blow up and become family beefs and family rivalries because you don't want, you'll eat the, you'll, you'll swallow your pride because you don't want to upset the patriarch. That's that. You don't want to upset the patriarch of the family. They keep the family together or, or matriarch. They keep the family together in a way that is necessary and it's usually not even the oldest because like i said like when i was thinking back like mama june is a patriarch to that fa- a matriarch to that family to my um uncle james like to my to my uh aunt laverne side of family but clearly the person who's in the granddad position because mama june's a little bit older it's not i'm not saying it's a bad thing she still holds sway but at some point, like you realize, like when the like we we look to what the patriarch, like the person who's now in charge, now like ten years ago, Mama June was still on top. Boom. <laughs> but even like her, like had a, a, a reverence for my for my granddad. Like when my grandfather passed away, I was seventeen. It was December twenty first, two thousand four. I remember it. And I remember seeing my dad and my uncles crying. I had never seen my dad cry ever. And just tears running down his eyes. Because that was a man that he respected. When you are a man that's respected by other by other respectable men, I could not say my my uncle Willie, I won't say them Uncle Darnell, like my uncle Brian, my uncle Keith, like none of these I would never consider them shysty dudes. Like these are dudes that I grew up in and I respect because I mean not just because they're my uncle and they looked out for us and they also instilled things, but the things that they instilled <clears throat> were offshoots of what not offshoots but derivatives of what our grandfather taught us. So it's like you have these 
these men who I love and, and adore and respect, especially my Uncle Joe, love my grandfather. And so it's like, that's the sign of a, of a great man. When other men of distinction and other distinguished men and intelligent men and ambitious men and kind men and other leaders look to you as a leader, you are doing something right. Always be accountable for your actions. Be a committee of one. Don't. These are just things that I learned by either my grandfather or or from my mom or moms. You would always hear a story like, see, well, at this point, granddad said this and I did this and this is what happened. You said it was going to happen. Like and being a patient, like you have to have a foresight to be like, this is where I want my family to be. In years to come. Even if I'm not there to see it. And we. I think. I I look back at it. And it's like really. It's like becoming a father is a a bigger deal. And it's literally just weighing on me. Because it's like. You're setting the culture for your family. And it's like I said. For me it's hard to do. Because I had. Like the multiple baby mom things. Which is, I'll take responsibility for my fault in this. But yeah, like you, if you don't know how to be a patriarch, I don't know. And I knew what to look for, but I don't think I was ready. Especially when you have kids, you get married. You get married, nigga. Like this is what you want to do. You have to be on your game because you're now the leader of this family. And I'm not saying a woman can't do it. I'm not saying a woman doesn't do it. There's there's big mamas and my dears and all that. Like, that's that's a real thing. Like I said, on my dad's side, my great-grandmother. And I was blessed to have my grandfather because they're from the same generation. They're, like, off, they're not offshoot, fuck. Like, not, yeah, I guess they're they're from the same generation pretty sure my great-grandmother heard of my grandfather before her great her grandson and his daughter got together like when i think about that like the the houses of jordan or harper yeah harper because that's my like my jordan was my Yeah. How did she get that name? I gotta ask about that one. But yeah, the House of Jordan slash Harper and Hill. I got I was I was very fortunate to be born in the in the two families. I'll say houses, why not? Houses that had great leadership. That had great leaders at the helm. And that's what being a patriarch is. Like, my uncles knew that that married my aunts, like, they had to be on their P's and Q's because you didn't want to have to do it. Not that my grandfather beat him up, but it's like, this man is respectable. I need to be respectful to him. 
And so, like, for my dad, like, to my dad to not say look up to, but to have a, a, a high regard or a high regard and respect for my grandfather is a lot. Because my dad's a respectful person, so he's not just going to be outward mean. But also, I think my dad in our group, like, I think my dad is a is a. A patriarch for our family. Because I think, and I, my Uncle James was saying it, like, my dad, they, they, my dad went on a path, and my uncles, I'm not going to say, fo- I, I'm going to say follow, but I don't want it to seem like they followed it as if they're being followers, but like, yo, this, he's doing something good, and he's consistent, I'm going to do this too, I'm going to seek his counsel and ask his help, because they're friends, like, my Uncle James, like, I'm just going, the three men that, three, like, two, yeah, two, three, like, so there's my dad, there's my Uncle James, and my Uncle James is a friend of my mom, so that's right there, like, cool, like, so they, and he also knew my grandfather, and then my Uncle Mike, that we met my Uncle Mike, the Halls, because uh, they lived next door to us when our, at our first house in Pickerton, and it was dope, because they also happened to be from Mississippi, and my uh, my aunt my aunt Veronica didn't live too far from where my dad grew up, so one they're right they're Mississippi they're black they're fit, like this is dope, and so when we moved uh, other part of Pickerton a few years later, my uncle James moved to Pickerton or around there, and then obviously my uh, my uh, uncle Mike and them they moved to Pickerton that was how we met and became family, and then when we moved our house to Pickerton and Ash Creek. Not too far later, in Winding Creek, my Uncle Mike, my Uncle James, we the same. We all lived within a baseball's throw away from each other, which was also a baseball's throw close to my grandfather. And like I said, my Uncle Mike is a good leader. My Uncle James is a good leader. Like, they're all, and so when you have these, these people who can convene and show respect to another person who they recognize as being a good leader... That is what being a patriarch is, in my opinion. When you can bring together other leaders and no one bicker, like, okay, this is what I'm going to, this is what I think we should do. And they know you're not going to lead them down the wrong path. They have to trust you. Like so much of being a patriarch or matriarch is showing people and being transparent and people trusting you and you doing the right things, whatever your moral code is, consistently. Like how my Uncle Darnell, my Uncle Keith, I mean, that's his stepson, my Uncle Darnell, my Uncle uh, Willie, my Uncle Brian, uh, my Uncle Irvin, like my dad's like all of uh, all of them, my Uncle Bert too, my Uncle Joe, we all... Were we all had a respect for my grandfather because he done it, he done the work like he was a revolutionary. He's on the street marching, putting his life on the line, not just for his family but for our people. Baxter Hill was a doozy. Excuse me, and so thinking about what that role is. And I was talking about Uncle James, like you're in the granddad role, like 
I was like, yo, he is. You're the one like, hey, when I have an issue, like they come and like, hey, even if you can't fix it, what's your what's your opinion on this one? And I've gone to my Uncle James a million times to talk to him, except that I felt I couldn't talk about my parents. <laughs> I've talked to my Uncle Mike about stuff that I felt I couldn't talk about my parents, but just like, but I also know like the Patriarch family is my dad. And it is very, yeah, being a, like, it, it, it comes with a lot of responsibility. Excuse me. It comes with a lot of responsibility that if you're not ready for, no one's going to be mad at you for not being ready for it. Because it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. Like, people are entrusting, entrusting you with, with, like, with their counsel. And that's not something you just scoff at. Like, I remember when my homeboy Matt uh, lost his grandfather. Rest in peace to him, uh, Mr. White. And I knew, like, oh, this is the patriarch of the family when I met him when I lived in Florida. And I had the same reverence for him automatically that I had for my grandfather. Because I, I I felt that same energy. That same energy that I felt from my dude, Matt's grandfather, I felt from mine. And so I had that exact amount of outer. I felt like a kid again talking to my grandfather. And I was I felt so blessed and so fortunate to be in that. And just to have just any miniature conversation, just anything, just, hey, what did you think about this? And I, I found myself trying to impress him just with things that I knew. And I've really felt, I was like, yo, that's like, ta- it's, it's like talking to my grandfather. And I hadn't felt that energy in a while. To where you're talking to someone who you, who, whose spirit you recognize from someone from your past. And it was, and it was a blessing. I, I was, I, I was very hurt and saddened. Uh, when I found out that Mr. White had passed away, um, because I, I knew that I knew what losing the patriarch of your family could do. And I was talking to my cousin, Travis, like we're a generation away from no one remembering Bobby Jr. Two, maybe two generations away from no remembering Ma. Because I don't think any of my cousins had kids that were old enough to remember Ma. Because uh, she passed away in 09. And so, that that pillar is gone. That reason to come together. 
Like, if at any given point, my granddad was like, hey, I need y'all to just come to the house. Saturday, come to the house. We're ordering food, cook, we're watching the Super Bowl, something. Just come to the house. And so we had that reason to come together because the patriarch of our family came together, said to come here. Don't care. Unless you had to work, you're going to be at granddad's. That's it. Older cousins and youngest cousins. Every Christmas, we'd be every Thanksgiving, we'd be. But like now, our families are so split. And that's going to happen because once that, that pillar is gone, you create other, the other pillars are sprout up like one day it, like because right now it's just me it's Bree and I like I think our situation was so much different because it was a recipe on Sharnita she passed away before I was born too as well uh, my first aunt my mom just goes Juanita Juanita Donita my my aunt and two mothers then there was then then when my, my grandfather married my grandmother my now grandmother there was Angie, Sherry. I'm, I'm not saying that in um, if I'm saying it not in order, I apologize. Uh, Sherry, Angie, Kim, Brian, Marlon, Trina, uh, Keith. So that's nine right there. Tubi, shoot, forgot. Wait, is it? Why? Huh? I think Marlon was a. Do- I think uh, Skeeter. Not Skeeter, Skeeter. I get my uncles now. I feel so bad. So Angie. Sherry, uh, Kim, Trina, Keith, Tubi. That's six right there. And then Marlon came. On top of the three that are already, so that's ten. And all of them had kids. I don't think I've ever met my Uncle Keith. I think I have, but I don't think they're around enough. Uncle Keith's kids. Um, but yeah, and then... When that happened, come seventy nine, and that's when all of us started showing up. Antoine in seventy nine, Marcus in eighty one, Nate in eighty three, DJ in eighty five, Reggie in eighty six, me in eighty seven, um, <clears throat> Brian and not Brian, Cedric and Teresa in eighty nine, uh, Brian in ninety. Brooke and I think Brooke and Brianna are older than Bria, but I can't. But between '92 and '94, you had Brooke and Brianna, and then you also in you had in '95 you had uh, Aaliyah or Pooter, and then I think '97 you had Autumn. But by '97 we're all yeah the original the ones in the '80s we all popped up like but we all, all that's all all of them were having kids. I want to say Pooter was born in late 94. Yeah, 94? Oh, yeah, I forget. But <clears throat> these were my peak. Like, it was a bigger family. So now, like, my aunt, like, my Poochie, like, she is a matriarch of hers. But the ones that have kids is Marcus. Has his three. Antoine doesn't have any. Nate doesn't have any. Tierra. Because Tierra, who's adopted, she has. I think she has three. Yeah, she has her three. Teresa has her one, which is my sister. But yeah, she has her one, but that's still. Pooja's a grandma. And then, like, uh, Akia has her one. 
But that's still, hold on, that's three, three, so that's six right there, one, one, so that's eight, she has eight grandchildren. Now I'm sure when Zion has his kid, that'd be nine and counting. So it's that she's going to be the patriarch of that family, the matriarch of that family. Of the people in her, like her direct descendants. For my mom, it's me and Teresa. Uh, It's funny because my mom, she splits her direct descendants with her two sisters. So that's kind of hilarious. But it's Azzy, Quentin, Trey, Riley. For my mom. For, yeah. And then there's a... Brianna. From uh, so that's five. She also has stepkids. But mostly it's just because they're not old enough yet. But so it's just like it's very different because if you think about the family unit, supposed to be together. Like, I wasn't supposed to just have, like, yeah, just have them out there. Because that that, that ruins, that not ruins, but it, it hurts the culture of your family if you have multiple women, children by multiple, if you have women, if you have kids out of wedlock. Because, and, and they don't become into wedlock because it's hard to set the culture of that family. Like, it's going to be harder for Riley, especially for Azzy and Quentin and Trey to be instilled with what my grandfather instilled with me because I'm not with their moms. But if I was, it'd be easier. Like, hey, this is what your grandfather says. This is a, I can tell tell them stories of, hey, this is what I did, and this is how Papa reacted, or this is what Papa told me, this is how Nana told me. Like you have to be around that culture. I think that was also great for my grandfather that all of his daughters had boys straight out the gate. Like it was it was pretty great. He's like, yes, finally, dudes, <laughs> like. Oh, great. I have dudes that I can teach stuff to and they can learn from. You know? And when I think back of it, like, there's a sense of pride. Like, our grandfather was, like I said, the wildest thing. And you don't really, and you talk about, like, when famous people, kids talk about, like, oh, no, that's just my dad and such and such. Like, no, like, when he passed and seeing how many people were that was at his funeral, it was packed. Like, oh yeah, because he's a patriarch of the family. Like he Granddad wasn't he was something. You know? I mean, like my dad has Bree and I. That's his legacy. My mom has Teresa and I. 
but she's sharing our legs through my mom's who raised us. Like, my dad, Terrell, has me. I'm his legacy. Man, I wish you would have picked a better... You felt like I could have picked a way better legacy. I don't know. I don't know how my dad would have been as a patriarch of the family. But actually, I do know. I do know how he was. Because he was the older brother. He had his troubles. But people... Like, especially my cousin, like, listening to all their testimonies, like, after at, or when they spoke at his funeral, they all had glowing things to say. Like, he was there. He would talk to us. Like, I remember my cousin Lamar told me, like, he was messing up in school. And my dad yoked him up. And it was kind of like a, oh, I'm in a situation I just can't physically get out of. This nigga's been to prison. Like, he'll kill me. Like, my dad was that patriarch of the family. Like, look, don't do what I did because I don't need you getting a felony number. Everybody looked up to my dad. And that was dope. Because he was a patriarch of that family. And I think at times, when I was with my ex, like, we had, and it was me, her, and Ryan, like, I would be the head of, of our situation. You know, and it was uh, it was refreshing to to listen to all those things about him. But yeah, so it's just like being a patriarch, being a father, and being a mother, because you never know if, if you if you a single mother, if your your husband dies, like the patriarch of the family dies, and you now are the matriarch, you are responsible. For the culture and the forward momentum in the future of your direct descendants. So I get when people are like, yo, I'm not ready to be a parent. Because it's so much more, man. Because I said, say you have one kid, but then your one kid has three or four kids. And those kids have two or three kids each. You have to instill things into that child that's going to pass through for generations. And you may not have had a great patriarch or matriarch in your family, but you are responsible now to not repeat that. You don't want to repeat that trauma of having bad leadership in the family. That's where a lot of family beefs happen. There's a lot of issues and stuff happen because there's no... When it's about oh, there's people don't sit and watch pee, watch peas with Big Mom anymore. Like, well, if she died, you can't. It's not that we're choosing not to. She gone. Like, and then a lot of us like you don't the I don't I don't not that I don't think the world's conducive to it, but it's like there's so many more options now than when patriarchal systems became a thing because before everybody worked a family job everybody worked the land so it was easier for a patriarch to keep on everybody because if you're farmers that's what you do everybody farms so you don't want to do shit that's going to fuck up the family farm like if we all owned a family business that'd be one thing and we all worked in it because we're working for something as a goal as a family as a goal as a goal for the family 
And that's when it works. Like if we all went into business to where we we made pizzas, if we had a barbecue joint, and my cousins and I worked at a barbecue joint, that's what it would be. Like whatever issues going on, like bro, hey, you gotta go to work. Like you can't, you don't want to fuck up this barbecue joint. You're the pit boss. Like, you got to handle this because this is what you got to fucking handle. So it's, I said, like, yeah, I guess it went longer than I thought. But, yeah, it's, um, it's important when you are deciding on, deciding to become a parent. Even if it's unexpected pregnancy, you need to decide what kind of patriarchs and matriarchs you're going to be in that family. Because let's say you can have one kid, then your one kid have one kid. Like, and that's it. Like, cool, I get that. But, yeah, you got to, like, that's something that's important. You're not just a, like, one day my cousin Marcus, he was a patriarch of his family. He will be in the granddad position for his family. Or his wife's family or something. Like when when her father passes on, which is I hope is a long fucking time. Um He kinda knows what to do. He's also I mean, there's also her sister's also married. Um But yeah, like being a patriarch of a family is a, is a big deal. Like, for me, perfect world, dude, I'd fucking get set up straight or set myself up straight in Oregon and at one point have all my kids live with me. Have a big old, big-ass house, four-bedroom, and a finished basement. Or, hell, three-bedroom. Y'all niggas can split it. Shit. Two boys, two girls. But, um, yeah, and be able to instill the things that my father instilled in me, my grandfather instilled in me, and be able to tell him, like, yo, this is where you come from. This is our family. This is the traditions that we have. This is the mindset that we have. You don't break these. You don't. These pillars that I'm giving you are coming from a pillar, an anchor. And it's, it's important to establish that. And I think with Rye, Riley is going to be easier because I, for the most part, I, we have, I was with her when she was a baby till she was four years old pretty much every day. So yeah, man, it's um that's one thing. Like, think about your patriarch and your family. Once that pillar's gone, it's it's you gotta reestablish another one. And I think when he passed, none of us were at that mode yet to where we knew how to be pillars. And I think it's easier for sons. Because they can kind of keep that surround the idea, keep the the idea of that pillar there. 
but and I, I think it's different other than if becoming going from a patriarchal system to a matriarchal system is different because I think when my grandfather passed like none of my uncles had any connect except the fact that they were all married to women who were related to each other That's it. Excuse me. That's it, though. Like, they were all married to women. So, they were, they all had their own way that they grew up and everything. And I'm not saying we they deviated from it. But that connection was lost. Not the connection, but like that, that, like that, that physical embodiment was lost. And so we had to hold on to that idea. And I think as we grew older, I think having granddad around for most of us, at least and I want to say till 2010, would have been so much better. And yeah, if we'd have just had him for six more years. Because by that time, all of us are in our 20s. And I think we wouldn't have been as wayward. Because when he passes, it's like, all right, well, now we're just going to figure this out ourselves. And I think for a few of my cousins whose dads weren't, who granddad was the dad, it it kind of left them in limbo. <laughs> or who didn't yet. <clears throat> so it's, yeah, it's, it's it's weird thinking about that, but I, I love my cousins. I hope to see them soon. We're supposed to link up, but just we get we got busy. But like I said, it then have been a situation like, hey, Granddad said we ought to be at the house. We ought to be in the house. Now, if my dad says it, it's a little bit different. Like I don't think my cousins would feel as obligated to show up, which I get. If my uncle Darn, but if my uncle Darnell come, like, hey, I need you to come over. Of course, I'm gonna because it's my uncle Darnell. But like, I was like, oh, if I have to work, but well, if my, if my uncle Willie said so. Or just any of mine, but just like if granddad said it, yo, I need you here at this date. Cool. If our grandmother says that, I need you here at this date, we're going to be there. But we're doubly going to be there if granddad said it. And so I think, I think there's a difference between being a head of household and being the patriarch of the family. So yeah, I think that's that's not something that's something you kind of pick up and learn if you were lucky again to have a good patriarch or a good matriarch. But thank you guys for listening. Uh hopefully you enjoyed it. Sorry to split up, but yeah, peace.